guys, Derek here from Bomb Socks, and welcome to the Bomb Bites podcast. Hey, if you're new to Bomb Bites, it's a service from our company, Bomb Socks, to help be a resource to use. You're studying along with the Come Follow Me curriculum for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Hope you enjoy today's episode. So yesterday I introduced you to Deborah, the prophetess, the righteous judge. So today I'm going to take you into chapter 6 and show you another guy. Now, verse number 1, a surprise, surprise, the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord. And they are in a place called Midian. Now in Midian they are causing problems. So it says, the Lord delivered them into the hands of the Midianites there. And so what's happening is they're going through their, they're oppressed, they're in bondage, and we are introduced to a man by the name of Gideon in verse number 11. Uh, it says he threshed wheat by the winepress to hide it from the Midianites. In verse 12, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him and said, the Lord is with thee, thou mighty man of valor. What a great way to introduce yourself. <laughs> like, hey, the Lord is with you, you mighty man. Verse 13, and Gideon said unto him, oh, my Lord, if the Lord be with us, then why has all this befallen us? What a great statement. I mean, how many times have you thought the question, why why would God allow bad things to happen to good people? That's one of those, like, why then is this befallen us? Here's a normal statement from a normal person. And where be all his miracles, which our fathers told us of, saying, did not the Lord bring us up out of Egypt? But now the Lord hath forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. Verse 14, the Lord looked upon him and said, go in this thy might, and thou shalt save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have not I sent thee? I love that. It's like, look, getting you go into there. I'm calling you to do this. Verse 15, and he said unto him, Oh, my Lord, wherewith shall I save Israel? Behold, my family is poor in Manasseh, and I am the least in my father's house. You know, this is interesting. You've seen this pattern before. We see this pattern with Enoch, you know. I am but a lad. You see it with Moses. Uh, I am slow of speech. You see it with Gideon here. You see so many people with normal insecurities. When the Lord calls them to do things they're just like ah I can't do this that's normal I remember I've done it in church callings I'm sure you've done it in church callings the Lord says hey we're gonna call you to this and you're just like ah I can't do this and we constantly feel that inadequacy and that insecurity verse 16 is a great verse the Lord said unto him surely I will be with thee and thou shalt smite the Midianites as one man like you could go in there as one person with the Lord. I remember seeing a quote one time where it said, two people can't accomplish anything as long as one of them is God. That's a powerful statement. And that's what you see here in the story of Gideon. Well, you go over to chapter seven and with chapter seven, it says, the Lord said unto Gideon, this is verse two, the people that are with thee are too many for me to give the Midianites into thine hands, lest Israel vaunt themselves against me saying, mine own hand hath saved me. So he's dealing with 32,000. You're going to see that math here in just a second. Um, but it's like, lest Israel start thinking that they are awesome. We're just like, yeah, that's right. We are so cool. We did this. The Lord's like, we need to whittle this down a little bit to show you. Remembering this week, we are focusing on where was Jesus today? Well, you're going to see him right here. Verse three. Now, therefore, go to proclaim in the ears of the people saying, whosoever is fearful and afraid, let him return and depart early from Mount Gilead. And there returned of the people 20 and 2,000 and there 
remain 10,000. So he starts with 32,000 and they're like, how many of you are scared? Me, all right, 22,000 of them are scared. They go home and we're now down to 10,000. And then the, kind of a weird little vetting uh, of this happens. Verse four, the Lord said unto Gideon, the people are yet too many. Bring them down to the water and I will try them for thee there. And it shall be that of whom I say unto thee, this shall go with thee, the same shall go with thee. And whomsoever I say unto thee, this shall not go with me, the same shall go. And then you got this crazy little object lesson. Verse five, so he brought down the people into the water and the Lord said unto Gideon, every man that lappeth of the water with his tongue as a dog lappeth, him shalt thou set by himself. Likewise, every man that boweth down upon his knees to drink. The number of men that lapped, putting their hand to their mouth, were 300 men. But all the rest of the people bowed down upon their knees to drink water. So the guys that are actually just drinking with their tongues like a dog, yeah, you don't want those dudes. The ones that are doing it with their hand, that's your guys. Verse number seven, the Lord said unto Gideon, by the 300 men that lapped will I save you and deliver the Midianites into thine hand. Let all the other people go, every man unto his place. So we went down from 32,000 to 10,000, to 300, lest Israel vaunt themselves and say, we're the ones who did this. Sometimes the Lord will whittle down things so he can show you miracles in your life. So you go down to verses 18 to 22, a very unorthodox battle strategy, which again, we talked about this with the, the walls of Jericho, uh, with uh, Joshua doing that. Here's verse 18, it's similar. When I blow a trumpet and I and all that are with me, then blow ye the trumpets also on every side of all the camp and say, the sword of the Lord and of Gideon. <laughs> I can just imagine Gideon there. This is God. And I'm Gideon, and I'm here to help too. Verse 19, so Gideon and the hundred men that were with him, so they had apparently three groups of 100, came into the outside of the camp in the beginning of the middle watch. And they had but newly set the watch, and they blew the trumpets and break their pitchers that were in their hands. And the three companies blew the trumpets and break the pitchers and held the lamps in their left hands, the trumpets in their right hands to blow withal. And they cried, the sword of the Lord and of Gideon. And they stood every man in his place round about the camp and all the hosts ran and cried and fled and 300 blew their trumpets and the Lord set every man's sword against his fellow and all throughout the host and they went in and they took everybody out. So it's an interesting battle strategy. The Lord gets you down to the point where you honestly need to trust and rely in him. As I was thinking about this story, you go to the Come Follow Me again. The Come Follow Me has got some great stuff for this week to help the book of Judges be very Christ-centered. The phrase here is, the Lord can work miracles when I trust in his ways. To receive the Lord's miracles in our lives, we must trust in his ways, even when his ways seem unusual. The story of Gideon, which we just read here, is a good example of this. How did the Lord work an unlikely miracle when Gideon's army defeated the Midianites? What do you feel the Lord is trying to teach you? And how have you seen the Lord do his work in in ways that seem unlikely. In this story, as we're talking about miracles, I'm thinking back to last conference where President Nelson, in his amazing talk called The Power of Spiritual Momentum, where he talks about five things that'll really help us keep that momentum going. I'm gonna show you just a little clip of his suggestion number four about seeking and expecting miracles. Watch this. Suggestion number four, seek and expect miracles. Merle and I assured us that God has not ceased to be a God of miracles. 
Every book of Scripture demonstrates how willing the Lord is to intervene in the lives of those who believe in Him. He parted the Red Sea for Moses, helped Nephi retrieve the brass plates, and restored the church through the prophet Joseph Smith. Each of these miracles took time and may not have been exactly what those individuals originally requested from the Lord. In the same way, the Lord will bless you with miracles if you believe in Him. Doubting nothing. Do the spiritual work to seek miracles. Prayerfully ask God to help you exercise that kind of faith. I promise that you can experience for yourself that Jesus Christ giveth power to the faint, and to them that have no might, he increaseth strength. Few things will accelerate your spiritual momentum more than realizing the Lord is helping you to move a mountain in your life. So I love that message there where he's saying for us to seek and expect miracles and also to remember that as we're seeking and expecting miracles, remember that the Lord has his own timetable and his miracles are always going to be better than what we thought. Just like the story of Gideon, where Gideon is like, okay, I'm going to see how this works out. I got 32,000 people. This will be awesome. And the Lord's like, mm, let's get you down a little bit to 300. That is where you will see the miracle and it's always going to be better than what you and I think. I love that story of Gideon and showing where Jesus Christ will help us in our own lives to expect and seek those miracles. If you'd like to check out our video that goes with today's podcast, you can find us on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook by simply searching Bomb Socks. That's B-O-M-S-O-C-K-S. And be sure to check out our amazingly comfortable gospel-themed socks at bombsocks.com. Thanks for listening, and hope you'll join us again for more episodes of Bomb Bites. Godspeed, and have a great day.